0: Hello to you, I'm Michelle Eve, and welcome to episode 3 of the Mystical Times blog podcast. For this episode, we will be visiting the most haunted village in the country, Presbury, in Gloucestershire. The name Presbury means priest fortified place, from the Anglo-Saxon words priest, meaning priest, and burr, meaning a fortified manor. It was also mentioned in the Doomsday Book. Pressbury was a popular place with tourists, and later on it was popular with those attending the racing at nearby Cheltenham Racecourse. The village has just under 7,000 residents, and is on the edge of the Regency town of Cheltenham. There have been numerous sightings of ghosts in Presbury, many during daylight hours, from ghosts of jockeys medieval men on horseback, to little old ladies who peek through the windows and the most sighted ghost of all, the black abbot. This figure appears to be cloaked in black and has a hood covering his head. This spectre has been spotted walking the aisle in St. Mary's Church, as well as walking through the churchyard. He then walks into the wall of Reformed Cottage, which is on the outskirts of the churchyard. There are also reports of poltergeist activity in this cottage. It had been in the same family for many years, and they said they became used to the sounds of footsteps and knocking when they lived there. When the cottage was sold to someone who wasn't from Pressbury, the new owners started to renovate, and the poltergeist activity became more aggressive. When the builders and owners were going over the plans for the cottage, They felt as though they were being watched. It was then that a very heavy plant pot started swaying. This plant pot was hanging up and began swinging even more violently. It was then tipped up and smashed to the floor. When this happened, everyone ran downstairs as fast as they could. It is rumoured that this cottage has a secret tunnel that links up to St Mary's Church and it's also said that the front garden is said to have been the burial ground for the monks who came to the monastic outpost in Presbury, from their priory of Clantony. There are three stone cottages to the side of the Garden of Reform Cottage, and the one closest to the garden was said to have been the mortuary for the monks, where the bodies would be laid out, dressed in sackcloth and ashes, whilst his community would say mass, surrounded by candles. Then the body would be washed, dressed in his monastic robes, and his hands clasped as though in prayer. The body would spend the night before the funeral in the church, whilst the other monks took turns in singing psalms and chanting prayers, so that the deceased would enter heaven. So quite a lot of emotions and ritual took place in this area. Perhaps this could be why this figure is seen the most. The black abbot has also been spotted sitting on a tombstone in the churchyard by the then vicar. The vicar approached a figure, but the figure slowly vanished right in front of the vicar's eyes. The apparition has also been seen walking in the early hours past the Plough Inn on Mill Street. Witnesses also attest that this figure glides across the road in the high street, almost causing vehicles to crash. One witness was riding his motorbike through the village one night and had to swerve quite violently as the figure just stood in the middle of the road. This spectral figure has also been seen to walk in the direction of the Bishop's Palace, now a moated area by the racecourse, which once stood a hunting lodge belonging then to the Bishop of Hereford some witnesses have said that the figure looks as real as you and I when they see him walking. It's not clear as to why he's called an abbot, when this figure could have easily been a lowly monk, or maybe there's more than one of these dark, ghostly figures. Interestingly, back in medieval times, the land Presbury is on was divided in two. One part belonging to the Bishop of Hereford who held very lavish banquets, and the monks of Clanthony, who led very simple and humble lives. It was known that the then Bishop of Hereford was rather resented for these lavish affairs by those who lived close by, including the monks. For our next spooky experience in Presbury, we go to the Burgage, which is a long street just around the corner from St. Mary's Church whether this next experience was actually ghosts or a time slip. I'll let you make up your own mind about that. We go back to the 1930s, where a Holiday and family saw an advert by Major Capel, who had a pony for sale. Major Capel had lived in Presbury House, which stood on the land on which his ancestors had lived since 1607. The family of three, father, mother and a daughter, Went to Pressbury House as they were wanting to buy a pony for their ten year old daughter, and when they arrived, the major showed them the pony. After the initial excitement of seeing the pony, the young daughter got bored with the adults talking, so decided to walk around the rather large grounds. She found herself near the stables, which were at the edge of the property. Her interest from seeing the stable horses. ...was directed towards the group of people who were dressed in Jane Austen clothing... ...and who were partaking in drinking from fine china cups and saucers... ...and were chattering lots. The girl stayed and watched a little longer... ...but then ran off to go find her mother to tell her about this party. She found her mother, who was still chatting with the major in the garden... ...and told her about the people who were, in her words, wearing fancy dress so wanted her mother to see them and maybe even join in with what seemed like a fun event. It took a while to convince her mother to come with her, and as they approached the stables, the group of people had become more loud and rowdy. This scared the young girl, and it didn't help that her mother neither saw or heard anything and told her daughter off for, making up fairy tales to gain attention. She took her daughter by the hand and marched her off to the garden, where her father and the Major still were. No more was said about what the girl had witnessed. It must have been a deeply profound experience for this young girl, as thirty years later, she returned to Presbury, intent on finding out about the history of that land, and why she saw what she saw. And this is what she found. On that piece of land once stood some buildings, which were all a part of the Grotto. It was a tea room for the very rich and elite of society. It was built in 1781 by John Dark. John Dark had good standing in elite society, but was to die just two years after it was built. There were several different buildings on the land, ranging from a Chinese temple, erected on a raised terrace, A circular rustic style of building, which was adorned with shells, fossils, and stones from neighbouring hills, to a stone tower, which was said to have had amazing views if you climbed the staircase to the top. There were two octangle rooms on this level, and it was where people could dine whilst taking in those panoramic views. The circular building had gothic-style windows, which were ornamented with stained glass, and the floor was tessellated, and the walls had convex mirrors. All of this stood in some very manicured gardens which John Dark had personally designed. These would be referred to as pleasure gardens. It has been rumoured that John Dark become exhausted after accomplishing the grotto, and it was that that led to his premature death. The grotto was then run by several different proprietors, The tea-drinking was said to have taken place in and around the Chinese Temple. There were also splendid dinners served in the grounds as well. It had some very famous visitors. King George III visited there in 1788, as well as the Duke of Gloucester, and the discoverer of vaccinations, Edward Jenner, too. There would also be entertainment, opera singers and musicians, famous in their lifetime, would perform to the patrons. In later years, there would also be overnight accommodation offered so the clientele could come and stay from afar, whilst being very well looked after by the proprietor. The estate also had stables, several summer houses, skittle groves and many other outbuildings. So this young girl had witnessed one of the many gatherings that were once part of society's elite in the 17 and 1800s. She got the period of clothing correct for that time period, when the grotto was a very swanky place and in full swing. But what became of the grotto tea rooms or tea gardens, as it is sometimes referred to? Surely this little girl saw the buildings on the grounds and her imagination took over? Sadly, the buildings were demolished. All that remains is a stone pillar, which is now under a conservation order, so it cannot be removed. Around 1819, the grotto became the Grotto Inn. It was named after the tea rooms, and it appears it was still bringing in elite clientele, as there were adverts for opera singers and other types of more cultured entertainment. It was in 1856, when a local brewery took up residence in the grounds of the Grotto Inn, that things become more unrefined. The patrons were often very noisy, drunk and fights would break out. It also seemed to attract bad luck. One of the proprietor's wives had a stillborn baby there. Others suffered ill health, and there were also deaths that took place in the accommodation quarters from people staying at the inn. It changed hands with several different landlords over the years, so when it went up for auction, the owners of Presbury House, whose property and land was next to the inn, and who had suffered from the noise and commotion over the years, purchased it to ensure their peace and quiet. With the changes and life events the grotto has been a part of, it's no wonder that the scene the ten-year-old girl witnessed was from happier times. It does make me wonder if, when she returned to the scene with her mother, it became very rowdy. The possible time slip, or ghosts, showed her how the grotto ended up before being pulled down in the late 19th century. That's all for this episode. I hope you enjoyed listening to it. Don't forget, if you've had a spooky experience in or around the county of Gloucestershire, then please visit my website and email me with those experiences. For the next episode, I shall be talking about spooky happenings in the beautiful county of Wiltshire. Till next time.